You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 246 of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart, and as always, I have Jeff Gargas with me, whether I like it or not. <laughs> Hi, Jeff Gargas. I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, boy, I took a few days off, and right now Ray's going, boy, he should take a few more days off. Uh- no, this is true. <laughs> Jeff, you know that like we have this like back and forth, we joke like it's a brother-sister relationship. We have like gone a few days not really talking. There's been a few texts, but I did have a moment, right or wrong, where I was getting into podcast recording and I was like, huh, kind of miss that old guy that I used to hang out with all the time. Like, it's been, it's been a minute. I miss you, buddy. So you threw me off there because you came back with something nice because when you were saying that we joke back and forth, I, I had it all teed up. I was going to be like, wait a minute, we joke? Like, this is a joke <laughs> to you? Like, I don't joke about any of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a couple of days. Um, I was excited to, it's to, okay. to record today. I mean, I'm always excited to record, admit- but like. Yeah. You can admit to our listeners, you missed me. You missed me. I know you missed me. It's fine. The only time I ever missed you is when I threw the tomato. What are you talking about? And I missed you. No, that's not. I that's threw, a bad joke. threw the tomato. And bad, I missed bad you. joke. Missed bad joke. Chris, <laughs> this is where you put in wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bad joke, bad joke. Anyway. All right, moving on. So this episode, obviously, I think those who listen to know that we record these before they come out. Uh, but it's coming out next week, which is actually on the 8th, which is a kind of a big day for us. I know. You said it was coming out on the 8th. And I was like, wait, wait. February 8th? We all know that date now. and We do. And it's, it's a big day. We're super excited about it because something is happening with our ambassador program. Dude. 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 What's happening? It's a big deal. Applications are opening back up. Yes! It's like, one of those, it's like one of the most common questions I get, honestly, is like, so what's up with the ambassador thing? Like, how does that work? I'm like, well, it doesn't matter because <laughs> applications aren't open. But here's what it is. Well, now it's like, well, I'll tell you what, buddy. Let me tell you something there, buddy. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Uh, but they're open. And I think best of all, because we have several people who are like, hey, I saw ambassador applications are coming soon. Last time I couldn't get my applications filled out fast enough because they closed really quick. What, what Has anything changed? And so they're, like, they're like ready for it. And we're like, it's okay. We'll open them for three weeks. Like you've got yes. a lot of time to do it this time. Last time we closed it really, really quickly because we timed, we did it based on number of apps. This time we're like three weeks and we'll deal with how many we have to go through at that point. So. That's the details that I know. Ray, do you have other details? I hope. Well, I think it's funny because we had a few people that were like, hi, what time is it opening? That's right. What time set my alarm? I responded and I was like, it doesn't matter. It will be open from February 8th 8th to February 27th. No ifs, ands, buts about it. You can get to it on a weekend. You can get to it on a weekday. It is just open. And then the response I got after was someone being like, Right, but what time? Because I I just want to know. Because you know what they're thinking. They're like, yeah, I don't believe you. It's the first 10. Like, they're like thinking exactly. that. And that's not what it is. But that's they're thinking. They're like, yeah, but like, how, you haven't told us how many. So like, I got to make sure. No, it really isn't. Um, 
Guys, you should know we're, we're not going to be able to accept everybody. We do know that. We do want to be transparent about that. However, we are keeping it open. It won't close early. If it does, then you can blame Jeff. It definitely won't. It's opening February 8th, and it is closing February 27th. So whenever you have a moment sipping coffee that you want to fill out that application, we are here to help you make that happen. We're so excited. You can head over to teachbetter.com ambassadors. And you can see not only who current ambassadors are, but what the requirements are to be able to apply, what the application looks like, and some of the perks of becoming a Teach Better ambassador. And then once those applications close, which by the way, they close on February 27th, then it takes us about a month to go through the whole process of looking through applications, really finding what what we can do, and then those will be released. So just so you guys know, they open today, and we're so stinking excited. They will open again later this year. We do hope to do this more often, um, but because we really feel, and I, I know we talked about this one time, one time on a podcast episode, but we really, really feel that our ambassador program needs to be done a certain way that really gets us not only people that we love, but people that we can dedicate some serious time in supporting. And so while we don't take everyone, there's always opportunities to continue to apply and so throw your name in the hat. I, I, I really hope you get it. And um, it's an incredible group. It's just an additional way to, to get involved. And we're so excited to be able to offer this to everybody. And look, if you don't get in this time, like Ray said, there's going to be other times. And like they still haven't let me in yet. So like <laughs> That's true. And I thought I had an inside track. But apparently the people I know don't have any power or any strings. No. Anyway. So teachbetter.com slash ambassadors. Open and right. It's open right now. Like you can do it right now. Right now. Um, you can do it yep. while you're listening to this podcast. In fact, listening to the podcast while filling out the application has been proved to increase your chances of being selected. You know what? With how much goodness is in this podcast That's episode, true. it would That's... probably put you in the right yeah. headspace to do it. I'm just saying. You really will. So let's talk about that. So Hedrick Nichols, who's just the, she's just amazing. She's our friend. We're so excited to have uh Hedrick on and so Hedrick is she's down in Texas she's a seventh grade teacher she does all kinds of stuff she does she's got her YouTube um series of small bites which is now also a podcast on the Teach Better Talk podcast network she teaches people she writes a million books it seems like um and she just brings just I'm sorry she just brings a smile to your face every time you talk to her like you can't not um I love having conversations with her Hedrick is the type of person that you can have you can have in the same phone call or video chat, you can have a very deep, really meaningful learning experience type conversation and just a goofball should have, you know, done over drinks with an old friend uh, conversation all at the same time, which I, is something that I absolutely adore about her. So I'm super excited. Ray, I know you're a huge fan, so I'm just going to go right into it with this one. This is episode 246 with Hedrick Nichols. Hey guys, we'll get right back to this episode, but I do want to give a special shout out to applications opening for Teach Better Ambassadors. I know we've been talking about it a bunch. I am so stinking excited. February 8th, ambassador applications are opening up over at teachbetter.com slash ambassadors. If you are a passionate member of the Teach Better family, if you listen to the podcast, pop into Mastery Chats, enjoy a live session here and there, then you are most likely qualified to apply to be a Teach Better ambassador. There are so many perks. You can read about everything that's included over at teachbetter.com ambassadors. 
And on February 8th, you'll see a brand new button there to actually apply to be one yourself. Applications are open February 8th through February 27th. And from there, we will welcome a brand new set of ambassadors to our incredible family. If you love staying connected and doing incredible work to support and collaborate with others, this is the group for you. I'll meet you over at teachbetter.com slash ambassadors. But for right now, let's get back to this episode. All right, we are here. We are chatting with Hedrick Nichols, and Hedrick, it's just—we're already laughing. It's already been—it's already been inappropriate. It's already been hilarious, and I've already literally said the words, "I just needed you today." So, like, this has already started off well. I know we just hit record, so like, no one—no one listens getting all that, but they should know that it's already an awesome episode. We haven't even started yet, so I'm so excited to have you on. We got connected. We've been connected with you for a while. I don't remember how we originally. Got connected. I just know you and I did a uh, after after mastery chat live stream, and that was it. I'm like, this woman has to be in, involved in more things going forward, and the team has so so wholeheartedly agreed with that. So super excited that we finally got you on the podcast now. So excited to dive into your story, learn more about you, share it with more people. But before we get too far into that, how are you feeling right now? You know what? It's been a long couple of weeks, but I must say, all things considered, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Jeff, I'm so glad that you started kind of telling the story of how we all got connected because I feel the same way. Like the moment that I feel like we met, I was like, ooh, I need this person in my life forever. So if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> this is going to be that kind of episode. <laughs> Just get mentally <laughs> mentally prepared for those shenanigans and mic drop moments. Um, before we get too far in though, Hedrick, would you mind telling us a little about yourself? How do you, how do you answer that age-old question of like, Hey, like, what do you do? You know what? I try to keep, there's so many hats. So I try to get the elevator spiel right down. And I say, hi, I'm Hedrick Nichols, an educator, author, and host of Small Bites from North Texas. And that's it. <coughs> Wait, that was so good <laughs> and concise. That was, yeah. I mean, I didn't touch on all of the things you do, but that was a, that was a good snippet right there. I thought so, because other than that, I said, well, you know, I'm actually at my school. I teach seventh grade at TEG, and I'm curriculum writer for our district, and I'm a uh, district team lead, and it's like, you know, and I'm a mom. And, you know, there's all these little hats. So I try to get it. I got it down to like, you know, three seconds. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Let's dive into uh, one, of, one of the things that you mentioned there, which is small bites. Um, I really love if you could share sort of well first obviously the the what is it what is small bites where can you find it but also sort of what led to that where did that come from what made you start that um and how that process kind of got going for you well, the last couple of years, I keep kind of getting thrown into this, I call it my recurring OBF role, one black friend role. And um, that's that started kind of back in elementary school. I was the first generation of kids who, you know, spent K through 12 in integrated schools in Texas. So that was kind of a unique experience. They were remixing, redistricting, uh, busing and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up being the only black kid in my class a lot. And that 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 came back several times. I moved to Switzerland. I wasn't the only kid in my class. I wasn't even the only teacher in my school. I was the only black person for miles or kilometers. So um, just that keeps coming up. <clears throat> I worked as a worship leader here at a church in North Texas, and I it was a Lutheran church. And Lutheranism kind of comes out of like Wisconsin and stuff. And there are not a lot of black people up there. And that's what they're also not a black, a lot of black Lutherans. So this, like I said, just keep, keep, came, keep coming up. It kept coming up. And I thought, okay, 
this is telling me something. What, what do I need to do with these lessons that I am, you know, I've learned lessons as a student. I've learned lessons as a teacher. I've learned lessons as a citizen, a mom, a human. How can I use all of this to better my practice and the practice of other teachers? So, <clears throat> sorry. Um, uh, last couple of years, I started writing a book and just kind of, all right, I'm going to get it done. I want to get it done early. I think 2018, 2019. And then finally, um, last year when the George Floyd thing came, sorry, long way around when the George Floyd thing happened, when George Floyd was murdered and the protests came, broke out, um, about that same time, my son got as tall as I did. Now he's taller and he started growing facial hair and his kind of silky German black American curls kind of got real, uh, rocket out weekend looking <laughs> and see, like started wearing the wild musicians Afro. So the world started to react to him differently. So between those two things, I literally woke up. I think it was May, June, early June. And I, this idea was in my head and I wrote it down and got it down and set it up. And I thought, you know, talk to a few people. Hey, what do you think? Is this valuable? Oh my God. Yes. Go for it. And that's how small bites was born. So now give us like sort of the, uh, the, what it is, like what is small bites and, and what can I get from it? Where do I go find it? Small bites of equity. Um, how do you eat an elephant is the tagline one small bite at a time equity strategies for busy people. Because I knew then that quote unquote, it was going to all blow over that we would be, Oh my God, did you see that man? Oh my God. He was lying there screaming. He can't breathe. And everybody's going to be outraged for about five minutes, which is kind of what happened. And um, there was a small window to get in and say, Hey, what are we going to do going forward as citizens? What are we going to do going forward as educators to make sure that not only is are our communities equitable, but that how, that our classrooms and our campuses are more equitable? What do we need to do to our curriculum to make it more representative of all the people in our country to tell history from from uh, every perspective? So um, that's kind of what I started. I just started doing a small, short, five minutes. Um, they're rarely over five minutes. When so, ne almost never over six, except for once every 10 episodes when I do a live. And I just uh, usually start with a vignette that is often either connected to something my kid <laughs> experienced or something that was in the news cycle. And then the last couple of minutes are all about strategies. And I give you five strategies and they're by time. So you, if you have 20 to 30 minutes, do this. If you have 15 to 20 minutes, do this. If you have 10 to 15 and there are even zero minute strategies so that people who are one completely busy, but see the need or two, just overwhelmed when you say things like dismantle racism, which is a real thing we need to do, but I don't know what to do with that. What, do, what does that mean? How does, what is my first step? What can I actually do to dismantle racism? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, all right, there's a building, go knock it down. It's like, but I don't have a wrecking ball. Do I, do, do I play Molly Cyrus? What do I do? You know? And so you just kind of have to give people a place to start. And I'm, I guess my target audience is people who might not be so convinced that it's a, that there's a need to really change the way systems disenfranchise certain populations. So yeah, that's small bites. 
And what I really love about it is that you break it down, you, 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 you have fun with it. You're real. You're sharing these stories that connect people to it. And then, and I really love how you, you really do. You break it into small bites, you know, all these little things. You're like, Hey, if you got 10 minutes, do this. If you have five minutes to do this. So you can really just pick and say, Hey, I'm going to do this. I only have a few minutes, but I, I want to make a change. Or maybe if I'm not someone who doesn't, I don't necessarily believe the change needed. Maybe I just want to test it out a little bit and I want to try it. And so I can now get into it. I don't have to feel this overwhelm, right? I can actually start to to make progress. And if I start following along every week, that progress is going to add up. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the power is there. And now it's turning into a podcast as well because it's been a YouTube series where you go live on you, – is your lives on Fridays too? Lives are, every on Fridays. Ten, lives are every 10, uh, 10 episodes, probably going to every first Friday soon. Gotcha. Okay. And now it's a podcast. Yes, I am the newest Teach Better Team baby. So actually, (laughs) yes, yes. I'm super excited about that. I am a member of the Teach Better podcast, Better Today, Better Tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. I love it. Uh, well, we're super excited to have it on because I really love what you're doing. I think it's really important work. So super excited about that. All right. I want to dive into this is a, a question I really I was excited to share or ask you. It's it's always my favorite question. I say it every time on here that I, I you know feel fortunate that I've actually failed as much as I have in my life because it's what has built me into the person that I am today and taught me the lessons that I use today every day. So I love hearing other people's stories and not the, not necessarily the failure, but the lessons that they're <laughs> learning from there, right? So I'd love for you to share a story with us about the time you've had a failure and then tell us how you got over that, how you got through that, and then what you take away from that experience. Um, it's funny when, when you sent me the document to kind of think about the questions we had, I had just been in a, a chat where the question was about loss and I went to find it because I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it. I actually put it in the document. It says, honestly, I have lost a mom, a husband, a father, friends, and relatives. I have miscarried. I have divorced. I have started from scratch on two continents and I've spent 10 of 17 years raising a man child on my own at least 350 days a year. If it doesn't kill me, I've learned that I will manage. You Mm. know, I, I, I just find that, like you said, when you, when you fail a lot or when you hit walls and hurdles a lot, Honestly, Ray, honestly, Jeff, you learn that, oh, yeah, okay, we're here again. Let's do this. It's like <laughs> driving through f- snow. If you, you know, if you live up where, where there's snow, you don't freak out. You put your snow chains on and you make sure you got extra, extra gloves, the heavy ones with the leather outside so that your hands don't freeze up while you're trying to put your chains on. Or, you know, you drive a Subaru so you don't have to have chains. If you live in, <laughs> no, seriously, if you live in Texas. I love you think we're all driving in chains up here. Like well, I chains. In, you forget, I live in Switzerland. So yeah. I have been in alpine temperatures trying to put chains on. Again, I've done it all. <laughs> so I don't know about all, but that was, you know, it snowed about three weeks ago here in Texas on Sunday. By Sunday night, it had melted mostly all over the Metroplex. And Monday morning, they still had late starts places because of the snow. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so once you are, if you've been in deep water or deep snow or deep bleep, a few times, you realize that you just shovel your way out a little at a time. And, and that's what you do. Can I just tell you that if, if, if we don't get that clip of you just reading what your answer for this question, I need that played over and over as my, like, as my mental state, like every night before I go to bed and every morning when I wake up, like, 
Jeff, I know we're not going to go into it, but with what we've dealt with, just as people listening, but just what we've dealt with 2020, 2021, that to me has been the most inspirational thing on the planet because you go through, we have struggled, but I'll manage. Like, holy moly, that is that is what I needed today. Can I just tell you that? <laughs> oh, I, well, I mean, I think sometimes we struggle so we can be that, you know, that t- trust me, you'll be okay. It's going to suck. It's going to suck a minute. It's going to suck bad, but you're going to get through it. Just yeah. keep moving forward. And that's, that's the biggest thing I've learned that failure is only permanent if you allow it to be permanent. Other than that, it is a temporary state and there's only one way to go from bottom is, you know, I'm just saying for everybody, if you need to rewind 15 seconds to hear that again, I'll be with you in that department. So just feel free as we go through this interview. So, 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 so good. I I have to tell you, I love Small Bites. I know that um, we've kind of moved past that into these questions, but I just need you to know, I love your podcast. Like I have my podcast that I listen to that I don't necessarily always talk about to our audience. Some of them are education related, some of them are not. And they... They make me better. They give me what I need in my morning. I love your podcast. I just, I need you to know that. It is like so what I need. And so you, I hope that everybody listening, go subscribe because it is, is it, it's incredible with so many tips and tricks. They're short, they're perfect little snippets and you're hysterical. I'm such a fan. <laughs> Honestly. Thank you. I, you know what? I love, I love knowing that I'm hysterical. I've always thought I was funny. <laughs> You are funny. You have, you you get the funny award for sure. So I have Thank to know. You. I mean, so you you do so much, and I know we joked earlier. Like you don't even share how much you actually do, and I I love all the work that you do, and I only probably know half of it. So with all the work that you continue to do in education, if you had to pinpoint what gets you excited about where we are right now, which I know is so challenging of a question, what do you think is really fueling your fire and keeping you excited about what you're doing in education right now? Um, okay. Rephrase that because I'm not sure when you say excited, are you talking about what I'm, what, what is the most exciting thing that I personally am doing for me that just feeds my soul? And when you say education, are you talking about things for school or about, you know, educating people generally? So, well, I should preface, there's really no wrong answer here. Let's be honest. However you want to take this question, but specifically we question four, we usually ask people like our guests, kind of what is exciting them about the work they're doing. So maybe we'll start there. <laughs> Writing, done. No, no contest. Writing is the thing that gets me. I mean, I just love to write so very much. So being able to release a couple of books and then I have my my um, teacher, my teacher strategy book that is coming out sometime next year. And I've been writing on that. And then I've, it's in focus group. And I've had I had also a couple of people that I wanted to review it. It's writing. I just love writing. So I'm, I'm in school and I just started a, um, a it's an accidental club, I guess, because I have some kids who when they write like in the Zoom chat, they just tell me these wonderful, beautiful, and incredible things. And they want to kind of work together and do some extra things. And they, those things are also having to do with writing. So writing. Okay. I have to get off topic here for a second. I'm, I'm shocked by that answer. I mean, your <laughs> books are amazing. And I, I know that we're going to be giving some away here in just a few minutes, but I have to know what you have such a bubbly personality. You're such a good talker. You're so fun and energetic. I think that would be hard 
to translate into writing, you find that to be exciting? I think that's actually so challenging. And I, can you be good in both areas? How is that possible? Why are you so talented? You know what? I'm just a, a, a goofy nerd. So that just, you know, that either works for people or it doesn't. I get a whole lot of flatline emoji faces from my students. <laughs> I just tell them cringy is the new cool. But honestly, writing, if I, I mean, if I never said another word for the rest of my life, if I had to choose between talking and writing, I would write. Oh my God, please don't ever choose between those two because I'm <laughs> such a fan. Honestly, I feel silly because I mean, I'm a, I, I love your books. I see them all over. I was just telling you before we started recording, I just saw somebody tag me on Twitter saying that they were reading your books. So I love that your books exist, but I consume so much of your content via video and audio. So please don't stop. I guess either of them don't stop. Um, I'm going to transfer here to ask you about advice. I think there's so much advice that you continue to give I listen to it all the time. I know your books are chock full of them. This episode already has been so full of advice. What type of advice would you want to give educators? What's the one piece that you want them to leave with? Don't let the opportunity that we have right now go <clears throat> without really reimagining what you want for your classroom. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was that you decided you wanted to be a teacher because you wanted to, whatever that thing is, by the time you finished your first year, you knew that there was a box that you kind of had to get into. And that box is not working for so many students. You know, we talk about learning gaps. I am probably going to get a little off task here, but we talk about learning gaps and we've got to measure the learning gaps that COVID had caused. So we're definitely having star this year. That's amazingly wonderful, except that you don't have a plan to close the learning gap. So what is the point of measuring? It's like, oh, Ray, you're beautiful. I would love to do this wonderful dress for you. Come here, let me take your measurements. And now I have your measurements. I don't send them to one designer and you have no dress. But your closet is empty and you need clothes. And that's what we do. So I am saying to educators, my big advice is find a way to do what you need to do to create change because the system is really not working and it's not going to be COVID. They're going to, they're going to try to blame COVID for everything. COVID is a scapegoat, but it is not the real reason that kids are losing learning. I mean, the real, the real reason is that the foundation was already shaky for so many kids. So yeah. I'm sorry. They just decided in Texas that it was going to be mandatory for STAR to be taken um, on campus somewhere and that schools could, you know, you can use hotels or event halls. And I'm thinking, where's the money for that? <clears throat> and since my school is a charter that services blacks and browns who are dying three times, at least three times more than others, and you want to force them all into rooms, not give us Lysol, not give us supplies, but you want us to, you want to measure the learning, the gaps that we have not closed since the 80s. We haven't moved that needle since the 80s. I'm going to shut up now. Uh, Ray, you're looking for that mic drop moment. Holy cow. Um, there's been like 12. What I mean, there's been a bunch, right? There, but, but Hedrick, you're, I mean, that's such a, such a, an incredibly important point in, in that we do. We talk about this gaps and gaps, gaps, but like, what about all the gaps that were already there? Like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's so true. Mm. Okay, well, that 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 might that could that could be like a whole other episode that we may need to have to really get into. All right, so Hedrick, before we get into the uh, the six questions that I'm going to throw at you really quick, 
you are super awesome and said we want to do a giveaway. So what are we giving away? Can you tell us what we're giving away real quick? Yes, Sleeping Bear Press and Cherry Lake Publishing decided to do a Racial Justice in America series. Uh, six books were planned, and the designer of the series, Calissa Wing, she did an amazing job. And there are three authors that authored those six books. I authored two of them. And one is What is the Black Lives Matter Movement? And what is... Um, Anti, what is anti-racism? And they're really amazing books. They're actually trade books designed for schools and libraries, for middle schools. Um, but they give not only just the kind of surface stuff you find when you research a quick what is Black Lives Matter Wikipedia. They really go into historical context to help people build. Let me use an Abby French phrase to help people build historical empathy. You know, mm-hmm. when you are not used to hearing Black Lives Matter, when you hear, when you interpret that as Black Lives Matter, nobody else, as opposed to Black Lives Matter, too, then there might need to be some context that you can read about, look at, research, look up to provide you with the context, context that makes you really understand Black Lives Matter, too. Hey, we're dying more than others, Black Lives Matter too, and that's that's kind of where uh, where the books are. They talk about the historical context, how we got to where we are now, and even uh, for example, the anti racist one has race as, as a social construct. Most people don't know what a what what huh? race. There's it, no, there's only the human race. And whiteness, there it really doesn't exist. There's German, like you would say Black American, Asian American, but you don't say German American unless you're maybe just coming here or Italian American. Once you get over a couple of generations, then you're just white. And the people who are not a white or middle European race, race, <laughs> heritage of European heritage, then you have a hyphen. And so it talks about that. Uh, the anti-racism book talks about that as a social construct. So the, And when you read it, it's like, hey, that's true. How come we don't say German American or how come we don't say Irish American? Only people who have really strong ties to their communities do that. But generally, it's just white. You know what I mean? On your census, it doesn't it says black or African-American, but it does not say, you know, German-American, European-American. It says white and white is a it's kind of we made it up. Hmm. So two very, very important books, very informative books, well-written books, uh, like Ray mentioned earlier, getting talked about everywhere books. So uh, we're going to get we're giving away one copy of each. Is that what we're doing? Yes, we are. All right, so what we normally do is have have people either go out on Twitter or Instagram to answer a question or share something in order to be randomly selected. Where's your go-to, Twitter or Instagram? Um, Twitter. All right, so we're going to do Twitter. So if you want to win, copy of the book, go to Twitter. Uh, make sure you tag at Teach Better Team, hashtag Teach Better Talk, and Hedrick, for everyone listening, your Twitter handle? Uh, at Hedrick, but tag sm- hashtag small bites because that's the hashtag I use. There you go. All right. What do we, what do we need them to answer? Something short and sweet. Do we, it can be a question that they can answer, a thought they can share. What do you want to hear? What hmm. do you want to see, I guess? A thought. A thought, a thought, a thought, a thought, a thought. Um, what are you doing to celebrate culture beyond this month? 
And that's for Black history. Mm -hmm. That's for Hispanic heritage. That's for Indigenous Peoples Month. I'm kind of like over the whole month thing, because if you think about it, you know, the Pilgrims came to Plymouth Rock, but they were already Powhatan Confederation was already there. So that's a part of our history. You know what I mean? We can't look at one without looking at the other. So there shouldn't be Indigenous Indigenous Peoples Month. We should know about the tribes on, on whose land we live even now. So I would like to know, what are you doing to celebrate culture beyond months? I love it. And that is why I asked you. A lot of times we'll come up with an idea of what they could shout out, but I had this idea that you were really going to have a great question for them. So there is your task. We'll see you on Twitter to try and win a copy of Hedrick's books there. All right, let's keep this going, Hedrick. We're going to do the next six questions. I'm going to throw them at you. Your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Are you ready? Let me crack my my knuckles. Y'all hear that? You hear that? I did it. Okay, let's go. All right. (laughs) What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Uh, Google. Google, uh, Jafe, Google for Educators, Google Suite, period. Google. What's a book you're reading right now? Absolutely nothing. I am so glad not to be reading anything. I was writing, I wrote three books last year and read and reread them and read them and reread them. And I read books for friends who have just finished books and stuff like that. I am reading absolutely nothing and I'm glad about it. I love that answer. It's okay to not be reading something. I think that's a really great point. I love it. Uh, number three, what, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? You can give us up to three. Okay, up to three. Um, um, oh my God, I wrote this down because I knew I would not know what I wanted to, where is it? There we go. All right, so I think you should follow Teach for the Culture on Instagram, um, NDC Poetry on TikTok. Hello, TikTok is a great place to mine. And Anti-Racism Calendar also on IG. Uh, what's a good YouTube channel, website, or podcast for educators to check out? Oh, wow. Um, there are two that I would you have got to look at PBS American Experience and Smithsonian Culture Series. You will find primary documents and primary artifacts that you can share with your students. Those are the most, and I like them because you, they can go from the very neutral for people who work in districts that are having a hard time looking at all populations as being a part of American history. And then they have some very kind of some deeper going into, hey, what do you think about Thanksgiving? Kind of let's some challenging material that really makes you think and rethink about multi-perspectivity, which is just basically looking at history from very different, from all different perspectives. So yeah. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Oh, this is so important. Oh my gosh. Expect, especially if you are fairly new to the profession. Hopefully if you are not new, you decided this already. You figured this one out. Decide on an acceptable number of hours to work and make your work fit that budget. Do not work as though you have as many hours. It's like money. You would never go into store a store and just buy whatever you feel like buying without thinking of how much money you have in the bank. And if you are working 50 to 60 hours on a regular basis, that's too much. That's not sustainable, not for what we do. So decide how many hours you can really devote to your job and then make sure that the other hours are spent on self-care, on family, on hobbies, on passion projects, et cetera. And lastly, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Decide on an acceptable number of hours to work and make (laughs) work. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. 
Okay, wait, I'm so glad. Okay, I'm so glad that you said your same answer for five and six because I was still processing what you said for five. Nobody, nobody has ever explained work hours the same way as a budget. Why do you explain things that always make sense to me? I don't understand. What is this skill? My gosh. That's oh. funny. I don't know. I guess it's a gift. That's a gift. That is not a skill. That is actually a gift because I never know until people go, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. But that's how it is anytime I'm with you. Anytime we're talking on a live, doing like I'm listening to your podcast, you explain things always in a way where I am the goof with my jaw open being like, oh, yeah, why didn't I ever think of it that way? Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. The voice, the the wise sage here. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. That's so oh, thank good. You. Jeff, I think that's trophy worthy. And when I say thank, I mean, I knew it all along and I'm not even going to take your vote into account. Yeah, I actually already sent it before the episode started. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I just, I just had an idea. I just knew. Ridiculous. I'm still struggling with the answer you gave to answer two. If everyone wants to rewind and go back to that, I'm still thinking on that. And now we're all, all the way at the end. And I'm supposed to ask you how people can stay connected. But holy moly, if you're still listening to this episode and you're not convinced to be connected, you might as well just direct message Jeff or I and we'll try and talk some sense into you. Um, can you share with our listeners how everyone can stay connected and continue this conversation going? I love this. I love this. I hated my name growing up. It's so it was so different and weird. But I am the only person with this name spelled like this in the whole world. So it's H E D R E I C H. And I just say that because I taught my kid everything with a song. So if you can spell Hedrick, H E D R E I C H, H E D R E I C H, then you can find me on Instagram, find me on Twitter, find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook, find me on Voxer. Uh, did I miss anything? By, oh, my website. I mean, yeah, Hedrick. That's it. At Hedrick and Hedrick Nichols everywhere. And you can also find some old school Hedrick ah! music videos as well. You don't even have to look that deep. So make sure you know how to spell that. You know, let me uh, say something really important. Okay. <laughs> so the song that you will probably find is a song about F dot dot dot. And I just want you to know it's a song about Facebook because this just never mind. I just want you to know that it's a song about Facebook because whenever my students find that, they always go, Miss Nicholas, what are you singing about? And it's a song about Facebook. So just saying. There you go. I, that's, I didn't realize it was about Facebook. All right. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. So just go find it. Just connect with her. Listen to the music. It's great. Uh, you know, you can find all the links and all the resources that we talked about in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as the really important links. We are going to link it. If you learn how to spell her name, you can connect with her, but we're going to link them just in case. So you can keep connecting with Hedrick and keep the conversation going. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and review, we really, really appreciate that as well. And let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and just share this podcast with them. Hedrick, this was awesome. I mean, there was no doubt it was going to be awesome. I just, I always love just talking with you and hanging out with you and, and just going wherever the conversation goes with you. So I really appreciate you coming on, letting us record it this time. Uh, so I appreciate that a whole lot. Thanks for taking some time out of your day. Really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Jeff, Ray, same thing. The feeling is mutual. I feel, you know, y'all are tribe. I appreciate you guys so much. And until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. <laughs>